Welcome to Escape the Earth. We are a sci-fi and fantasy podcast broadcasting from an undisclosed location within the San Antonio Public Library. We are supported by the library and by the San Antonio Public Library Foundation. So a big shout out to them. I'm Mary Elizabeth, and the other crew members today are Alyssa. Hi, everybody. And Tim. Hello, hello, hello. So today we're going to be talking about Mer Lafferty's book, Six Wakes. You know, of course, if you listen to our previous podcasts, you know that we're recording from an undisclosed location in the San Antonio Public Library. And right now, I want to just say real quick, it is ungodly hot here. (laughs) Far different from the coldness of space. (laughs) (laughs) Far different from the coldness of space. There, There was a, there's a famous quote, and I'm not sure who it is, but some person said at one point that if they owned hell in Texas, they'd rent out Texas and live in hell. That That's almost what I feel like some days when I go outside, like my shoes are going to melt. And uh, so anyway, I would like to blame the heat for my slowness in editing podcasts, but I can't do that. So we've, we've been on a bit of a forced hiatus because of my ineptitude at editing. Well, I'm working on it. I am working on it. <laughs> you did um, a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, today we're going to be talking about Mer Lafferty's Six Wakes. And if you are not familiar with Mer Lafferty, she, sort of like Terry Miles, is a person of many talents. She's an American podcaster and writer based in Durham, North Carolina. This is from her Wikipedia page. She was editor and host of Escape Pod uh, from 2010, uh, which uh, she took over from Steve Ellie. And she did that until 2012 when she was replaced by Norm Sherman. Uh, she is the host and creator of the podcast I Should Be Writing. And until July 2007, she was host and co-editor of the Pseudopod. She was editor-in-chief of the Escape Artist short fiction magazine, Mothership Zeta, until it went on hiatus in 2016. So she's got a lot of podcasts. She does writing. I really want to check out the I Should Be Writing podcast. It sounds interesting. She also has her own uh, website, merverse.com, and... It's called the Merverse Mothership, home of the Hugo Award-winning author and podcaster Mer Laverty. So check out check out her website. And I think Alyssa's gonna give you a synopsis of the book. You bet. Thanks, Tim. Six Wakes starts with murder. The six-person crew of the Dormeyer wake from their cloning bats to a grisly scene. The bodies of four of their shipmates, with all their accompanying blood and viscera floating in zero G. The game is afoot, and everyone's a suspect. Crewed by criminals promised an escape from their sordid past, the Dormeyer is a ship transporting humans and clones in cryo to Artemis, a supposed tropical oasis of a planet orbiting Tau Ceti. The journey is set to take several lifetimes, but the crew on board have the technology to regenerate themselves as often as needed to pilot the ship to its destination. As the crew orient themselves after being resurrected, they have a lot on their hands, In addition to trying to find a murderer amongst themselves, nobody can remember the last 25 years. 
Their most recent mind maps have been erased along with the ship's logs and their technology to make new clones. Their next deaths will be permanent. As the crew try to solve their myriad problems, Lafferty unfolds the complicated and interconnected stories of the crew's past in a world where life is cheap and cloning has become the path to immortality. Yeah, we, this is the second book that we've read where they wake up sort of in a mystery, right? With with, yeah. with lack of memory because Project Hail Mary starts that way. Uh, Weren't they um, also headed to Tau Ceti in that one as well? They were. They were. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, and sort of a similar thing there, although the waking of the clones and six wakes is a much more grisly scene as the synopsis alluded to like they wake up and there's literally the grav drives are off their blood droplets floating in the air and vomit too right (laughs) their bodies are around them (laughs) right quite a grisly scene but it's i like it really sets the tone for like what's going to happen it's very thing everything's unsure well most of their bodies right everybody's body one body is in uh in the the pilot's body is in the navigation room at the front of the ship in the in the cockpit right and that body looks like a suicide because there's a noose around its neck and the other body is not actually a body it's the captain in uh the med bay he's in a coma Right, yes. So her her which clone's is, in a coma. Right, which creates a, a problem because they have the, the codicils that are supposed to be followed um, as kind of like uh, Isaac Asimov's uh, laws of robotics. This is for the codicils are what the clones have to adhere to and having an already live body and then creating another clone goes against that codicil. One, one of them anyway. <laughs> So it's unlawful to create more than one clone of a person at a time. Cloning is to be used for longevity of life and not for multiplication. That's from the codicils. The clones also cannot bear or father children. They can't put a mind map onto a body that does not bear the original DNA. So you can't like implant one person's mind map in another person. Clones must always have the most recent mind map of their consciousness on a drive on their person, and their mind maps are subject to search by authorities at all times. Um, Because think about it, if you're a clone and you commit a crime or something, you could, I guess, in theory, just recycle yourself, and then the new clone comes out, and we'll still have to face the music for your crimes basically it's unlawful to modify the dna or mind map of any clone and that plays a huge part in the story because there is a lot of mind map altering going on the shells a clone leaves behind must be disposed of quickly hygienically and without ceremony or ritual so no funerals for the clone you're you're just you're recycled It's unlawful for a clone to end their current life in order to be reborn. The only exception is a euthanasia agreement if a qualified doctor agrees that death is imminent and they are suffering. And the only exception to that is if 
there are two clones running around simultaneously, which also plays a huge part in the story. Those, those are the codicils. And I think that I would like to be cloned. <laughs> you mean if you had the laws and rules in place that this universe has in place? Yeah, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> because this universe makes cloning kind of desirable by the rules and parameters that they've set up alongside it without the codicils like how many tims do you want running around committing all kinds of crimes and going <laughs> chaos and setting you up for other things but if there's only one and you're using you know you're using your clone for longevity you're amassing wealth you're getting to experience and learn all the things that you don't have time for in one lifetime Sounds awesome. Sign that me up. That does sound awesome. You also get cloned at, and your age is set at 20, at 20, right? 20, not 25. It's 20. But um, so that's also something you get cloned into a very youthful, healthy body. <laughs> yeah. You come back ripped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've inherited everything from your last clone. So if you play your cards right, you can become very wealthy. <laughs> Right. Clone, clones are their own children, so to speak. And right. So, Inheritance uh, laws. <laughs> yeah, they, they can inherit their previous clones well. The one thing that we should probably talk about is that there are some religious objections to, to cloning. The idea of the soul. Is that, can a clone have a soul? It right. was very deep conversations that they were having that were that really did kind of make you ponder what makes a human being so so all of these people crewing the Dormeyer they're all criminals you have Captain Katrina de la Cruz who is a former corporate assassin former former military also and who has lived multiple lives and has amassed wealth from basically killing people and then you have also Hiro Takahashi, who is the pilot, and Hiro is, has been sent on this mission uh, as a way to sort of give him a fresh start, ostensibly, because he actually had multiple clones running around and performing assassinations that he didn't know about. His, so he was cloned against his will, so to speak, uh, by other parties. And those parties were using his clones to go and do things. And their memories were embedded into him. This was the, the judgment that was ruled against him. He had to go to prison and he had to have their memories, their mind maps embedded within right. his mind map. Because they had to alter, like one, they had to get rid of the multiple clone problem, and then they had to still have one person serve for the crimes that the clones had had committed. It was very, I thought that was very interesting, and I was like, oh, that's terrible. It just sounded terrible. <laughs> what happened to him? It did, right? And um, and then you have also Wolfgang. But Wolfgang is the security chief, and Wolfgang is also not his real name. His real name is Gunter Orman, and his backstory is that he used to be a priest, right? And 
he was very against cloning and to, and and then was kidnapped and cloned against his will as well and he also he he never got to where he liked clones and he basically committed the crime of clone hunting um mostly tracking down the people who had kidnapped him and wronged him killing people is still a crime right uh, if you're not in law enforcement i guess and and even then it, sometimes it's questionable but also an interesting aspect of him is he was a native to luna he was yes. born on the moon basically <laughs> and they call it luna i guess maybe it's a city on the moon probably right and then you have um dr joanna what's her last name Lindsay glass, glass. Joanna, joanna glass, glass. Mm-hmm. i don't know why joanna Lindsay's the writer Another she was writer. Joe. Unreal. She was Joe Wade in her previous life because she was a when she was a U.S. senator, right? And so mm-hmm. she actually is one of the people who drafted and passed the codicil. But she had some political crimes that she was going to be sent to prison for, and so that's how she ends up on Dormeyer. And then you have Paul Surratt who is an implant he is he was not a clone until they all wake up basically is that is that what i'm understanding correctly he this yes. is his first birth. yeah i got that too yeah and he was uh, a plant he was a plant right they um they told him he was there as a fail safe a backup to the ai because he's also an engineer so he has that expertise so they said if the ai goes crazy you're there to advocate for the humans in this crew of clones. Right. And then uh, last, the last one you have is Maria Arena. And Maria Arena's backstory is that she was the best hacker of her day, which allowed her to get very rich, but also created a lot of enemies and a lot of people who would sort of use her against her will. They would they would take her the you know kidnap her force her to do things that she wouldn't have normally done, and and then you know without updating her mind map they kill her and ship her body back to the back to the cloning company so that she could get cloned again and that you know because you don't throw away somebody that talented you may have need of them again and so that's sort of the background on the whole crew and there's also uh, an ai oh yeah well i was i was <laughs> holding back on that <laughs> the ai ian <laughs> what does that stand for intellectual intelligent artificial intelligent. network he's the ship's yes. computer and he's an ai intelligent artificial network <laughs> I like i like how silly he is there for a bit he he is not exactly evil AI. I know you were you were pulling for evil AI at the beginning, Alyssa. Were you surprised at the way that came out? I mean, he is still kind of an evil AI. He did a lot of he did a lot of things. He was a mischievous character. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, he was pinned as a what like a, a coyote trickster type character. Yeah, and he did. He pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes and. In a way, he was actually responsible for the ratification of the codicils. Mm-hmm. 
Right, because he was the translator for the uh, Pan-Asian delegation, and he mistranslated something they said, which forced them into agreeing to something that they wouldn't normally have agreed to, and that's what landed him in prison, where he was roommates with Hiro Takahashi. We also need to talk about Sally Mignon. Yes, yes, I was just about to say (laughs) Who every time I hear her name, all I can ever think of is filet mignon. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Sally mignon. Filet mignon. I, I, I can't get away from it. <laughs> but she's a highly crucial character. Everybody I, knows Sally mignon. Every character in the book knows her. Involvement and has involvement with her. Yes. Yes. And she's a super rich entrepreneur who knows how to get her way. She manipulates politics. She manipulates the media. She has uh, Maria hack her husband so that he no longer has MS and so that he... um, And so that he'll forgive her. (laughs) It's a way of hacking into the brain to um, also manipulate emotions. Memory, personality, everything is open. Which, Which is which is then what happens also with Wolfgang when she gets kidnapped by that other group where um she manipulates his emotions to and it was just like wow oh my god that's just sick (laughs) well she cloned him and killed him like how many times successively like within a period of days it was crazy it was it was that other group that did it was she part of that group i think she was in control of that group yeah she, she, you find out, I mean, she knows who they are. She knows she, who they are. I thought she, he was just a kind of like a rival group, but she was more sophisticated. Oh man, so, I don't know how I missed that. So she, so she is super rich and she's one of the original clones. And Wolfgang was this preacher, Father Gunter Orman, who was preaching about how clones were basically soulless and that they needed to be eradicated basically he he was about to give a speech advocating for eradicating or outlawing cloning uh basically on religious grounds and that's when he ends up getting kidnapped and i read that as being sally mignon i mean it's her style like you know she learns that she's going to get assassinated so she makes a deal with the assassin okay you can kill me tonight but then after that you come work for me this lady has brass tacks i mean she basically packs all of her enemies onto a spaceship that with a crazy ai as the tour guide it's kind of what i what i felt like you find out maria's responsible for the hacking of wolfgang so she's forced into cloning Wolfgang and changing his personality and she is also responsible for implanting the other personalities into Hiro Takahashi Mm -hmm. so Hiro was being used by Sally Mignon to influence pan-Asian politics because his clones were running around assassinating. Maria implants these she basically made psychopath versions of of hero right that's what she did right she they implanted different memories into him so that he would sort of his personality would kind of become different because of the different memories that he has growing up yeah because yeah that's how that that manipulation went 
but but what Maria did is when they made more than one clone of Hero, like she went in and took away his empathy, took away right. his yeah yeah uh, on those clones, and then the original Hero was the earlier one, like he had nothing to do with with those guys. It, it was a surprise to him, and then what the police and the courts decided was that those would be implanted in their memories would be implanted into him. So he essentially has three people in his brain and two of them are psychopaths with no empathy. Yeah. Do I understand that correct? Was he, were they implanted into that, that original or third one, or did they just create a new clone and implanted all of them in one? I guess it technically it doesn't matter the result is the same (laughs) i understood i understood that they took all of the divergent like the what do they call it the multiple multiplications there's another word for it they took all the they took all the different versions of hero and they did they killed all the clones and uploaded the mind map into a new clone where he had all of his histories like all together and then they gave him psychotherapy so that he would suppress the bad clones and just emerge the his actual kind, good personality. But I think that, Mary Elizabeth, I think what you were saying before is that Maria altered the deviant clones and gave them like weird history where like he's getting beaten by his grandmother because he has those memories that go back. Like he has two childhoods. Right. You know, right. That, you know that a clone starts at 20. So those memories are falsified somewhere. Right. So it's interesting, like everything that we're covering is still only backstory and like. (laughs) Right. Not even to like them waking up murdered. (laughs) We still haven't even gotten into that. (laughs) For a while, I thought it was, I thought it was Paul that had like, because he was the outsider. He was the one that never, and then, and then it came out that he was like the, the one that you know was the the implant the one that wasn't a clone that would wanted to have his own agenda he had his own agenda going into it so i think he he kind of it was also a little bit like clue where everybody (laughs) everybody was the murderer (laughs) Um, they all had their own hand in killing somebody Right. So the first thing that they do is they set it up to where it looks like it's it's all hero, like one of Hero's psycho personalities got out. Maria finds a, a like a video log of him. I don't know if he like he's looking at something and then he notices her watching him and he starts to chase her. And he also goes off on her when she tries to call him to come help her with something. Like he cusses her out and, you know, but then he'll be nice. You know, he'll be, he'll be super nice. And especially if he's drinking, you find out later that alcohol helps him suppress those other personalities. That's, and so that's why he does it. Right. Uh, Yeah. He has what's called a Yadokari a hermit crab <laughs> with the, what they describe it as it's a it's a personality embedded in him but he i but he but he knows that they're there oh and then also maria's oh that was such a good part too where she realized when she one of the times she was kidnapped that she had 
she needed to somehow get around them killing her off and losing her memories because she wanted to be able to to stop what they were making her do because they kept torturing her they like broke her fingers <laughs> so um she knew that she wasn't good for torture which hey i probably would not be good for torture either <laughs> just please don't break my fingers um so she creates her own sort of yodakari with this um memory of her aunt that isn't quite her aunt it's also uh an actress from a movie and that was really fascinating too that she could implant that in her memory stick drive whatever and then she could <laughs> the next time <laughs> the next time she gets cloned that will be already in her in her, in her mind map right she plants it in her subconscious with the with the memory of an actress who is actually a a horror a star in a horror film and it was just someone that she saw when she was young but that was brilliant the way yeah. she she when, she made, when her guards weren't looking she plugged in her own mind map and coded in this false memory of you know all that basically would warn her of all the things that she had done and uh, that's also ironically how she knows how to bring the yadokari out of hero Right. She makes herself her own final girl for this sort of horror <laughs> movie that she's put herself, that she's found herself in. So their, their problem is like one of Hero's bad personalities does come out and it attacks the others and uh, causes really a lot of damage. But once they get them under control, he's sort of fine again. You know, their cloning bay isn't working. They don't have any way to 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 resurrect that to to make it to make it work again and their previous food printer was hacked only to print hemlock for some reason and um somebody was yeah somebody was using it to poison everybody <clears throat> paul yes <laughs> and uh, i mean so paul was ultimately the the bad guy in the scenario and he you know he at some point through Ian's manipulations, Ian, who is really Minoru Taka. What is Minoru, his ta- Minoru Takahashi. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, that And also sad that he, <laughs> and then he gets mad and he starts like, well, I'm just going to let them die. And he starts shutting down things like, what was it, HAL 2000? He starts shutting things down. And, but they're able to, you know, talk to him and, and um, get through to him because he is a human mind <laughs> and so they are able to kind of connect with him and reach him and reason with him well maria maria figures out that their their 3d printer their food 3d printer can also read mind map and that it could and that it could potentially make a clone a them. Living, yes a living being <laughs> yes and so she comes to an arrangement with with takashi that you know we can try this with you first and we can put you back in a living human body, which uh, brings him back in line with what's needed to, to start making things right from her perspective. Now, she, she did all these things against her will, the altering of the mind maps for both Hero and Wolfgang. Now they're, they're left with the problem like they don't, 
they have all these humans in cryo they don't really know where where they're going wolfgang is still wants to put her in the brig because he hasn't forgiven her for turning him into a clone he he still feels like clones are godless and she has this one argument with joanna where you know she says I've been hearing it for centuries, playing God, Wolfgang. We play God when people believe that they could dictate their baby's gender by having sex in certain positions. We play God when we invented birth control, amniocentesis, cesarean sections, when we developed modern medicine and surgery. Flight is playing God. Fighting cancer is playing God. Contact lenses and glasses are playing God. Anything we do to modify our lives in a way that we were not born into is playing God. In vitro fertilization, hormone replacement therapy, gender reassignment surgery, and antibiotics. Are you fine with all of that except for cloning? <laughs> I loved that tirade. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was really a good way of like pointing out the inconsistencies of your own argument. <laughs> so we're kind of talking about they wake up, everybody's been murdered, the captains in coma in Med Bay, heroes' bodies hanging in the in the galley, I guess. I mean the I I guess the flight deck. The flight deck is where where he has committed suicide. And they're going throughout trying to figure out, you know, what has happened. And at first it looks like Heroes Yadakari. But then they also find Maria in the process of cleaning the cloning bay also finds a smart syringe that Joanna suspected she may have used on somebody. So it looks like Joanna may have murdered someone as well. Joanna Glass, who's the ship's doctor. And then the, of course, Wolfgang is a known murderer as, as well. Uh, someone who has a decidedly anti-clone stance. So each in turn looks like they could have possibly done it. And then you have Paul, who had family who, I mean, it did sound like he didn't even know these people, like they were distantly in his past. I, he, it's, which people? The, like, he had family that were cops and and firefighters who were part of a riot or part of quelling a riot for clone, a clone riot, basically. And, and he blamed, I get, I think Maria, he thought Maria was somebody who was part. Yes. She had went in to save, I think Sally in a burning building. And because she had done that, the firefighters died in the, in the, in the same fire that, Right. He's somehow a roundabout way of trying to blame a clone so that he could hate them. <laughs> it says like a, a person ran a red light 10 years ago and that caused through the effects of ghost traffic a wreck in five years where you know someone was killed and I blame you for that for running that red light. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, uh, it was like a, a long-held family feud and attitude. He was anti-clone. He was um, a follower of Father Gunter Orman. Yeah. So he was just very, he was zealous, zealously anti-clone. And there were factions. They talked about there being 
you know, the clones and then humans who were against it and humans were just like, I don't want anything to do with this, but you know, there were definitely two sides and they were very actively antagonistic. And when the codicils passed, Joanna, Joanna Glass and Monaru Takahashi had a big, a big hand in the codicils passing. But one of the things in the codicils was previous clones had been able to have diseases and things edited out. Uh, but the codicils made that illegal, which is part of why Maria Arena was able to go under underground and earn such a lucrative living hacking because there were very few people who could do what she did and there was some legal risk to it and that's why Sally Mignon was both a blessing and a curse to her because Sally Sally was pretty um, unscrupulous I thought it was brilliant how Monaru also hid his own DNA within the Matrix. Right. I thought Maria hid it. Maria keeps talking about how every time she does code, she squirrel, she she wastes nothing. She Wait, had backups. Thinking... She had backups of their mind maps. So there were not supposed to be mind map backups. So the only reason that they weren't wiped completely when they after she hit the resurrection switch was because she had squirreled away mind map backups for when they first got on the ship 25 years ago. So because of her, people's memories were able to be recovered. Like Minaru Takahashi, she had in her I code he like had, commented out no I, I thought she had found it or he had found it in his own mind like he he she said he scrolled i wasn't the one who scrolls away information like he had buried it also oh i yeah. didn't catch that yeah he 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 had hidden some of his own and i think it was like he because he was also responsible for the um for the message in the user manual right yeah, he had said what's it that he had put the other guy's name in the in the user manual <laughs> in in Japanese, and it wasn't in English. Yeah, right. so so in the in the second food replicator, the very large food replicator that they they called the Behemoth or Bebe for short, had like altered instructions in it in Japanese to um, Hirosato telling him that he was a Yadokori or whatever it is, a Yadokari, sorry, a Yadokari. And that's how he remembered that he had all those multiple personalities in him, but also is how they were able to detect that Ian was not just Ian. He was also Minaru. Right. Well, <laughs> and that that's also what sets Hero off on that, on that psychotic break for a while. Right. Yeah. Is are the instructions that were left in the in the in the food printer instruction booklet so what was the biggest reveal for you guys what what surprised you the most i think finding out that monaro was ian <laughs> that might have been a really big one for me or that maria had her own yodokari that was also kind of a it's like wow this is just crazy <laughs> This is a really crazy book. I love it. <laughs> so for me, it was finding out that Wolfgang was Gunter Orman. Uh, I was I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting him to be the one who who cloned Gunter Orman because as it's as it's happening, you know, the description describes the uh, 
doctor in the cloning lab in a similar way to Wolfgang, but no, Wolfgang was Gunter Orman, the anti-clone priest. And I found that to be, that was like, See, I had a tip off to that. Like I saw that one coming. There was something, there was some hint that I picked up on. So I knew he was going to be Gunter Orman. But of course the big one for me was the, the big reveal. The fact that everybody on the ship is there because they're all Sally Mignon's enemies. <laughs> and what she did was um, set them up to think that they were going, like she gave them hope and then ripped it away from them. Right. Which is what she thought was the worst possible thing you could ever do to another human being. I think, yeah, clone. I think. I think also I was, yeah, I was really surprised that she wasn't on that ship that it's <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Nobody thought no, to was, check these that. These were before. all of her enemies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, no, she's got to be on there with her, with her husband and babies. <laughs> no. <laughs> but were her husband and baby really on there? I don't. Because they said that they were on there. I, I thought so too, but maybe not. Maybe they were close. <laughs> So they not only have to go through the process of like solving their own murders, they also have to like figure out why and how they're connected. I mean, they are, of course, all connected through Sally Mignon in different ways, uh, but they're connected to each other through, through Sally in different ways. And that includes Minoru Takahashi. But did she really take their hope away? I don't think so because they're gonna go off to i mean they're gonna research they said if that if we're tau seti is actually viable <laughs> and if not they're just gonna turn around because they have time <laughs> i don't think she took their hope away yeah i think she tried and failed mm -hmm. and they were clever enough particularly maria was clever enough to find a workaround and get the get bebe to print new bodies for them after the after their cloning software went offline. But so they're talking about like embedding Paul's consciousness in the flight program for the ship now. Can you even really trust him with that? I don't think that, I think they're going to take away the Paulness of him, maybe. <laughs> I thought that was some really messed up justice. There was. They're like, it happened to it happened to all of them, all of this terrible hacking. And then they're like, yeah, we're cool with just doing that to him. And yeah. that's going to be his punishment. I thought I was like, this is the most that's, messed up what is form of justice here? ever. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I thought that was a little, um, yeah, a little immoral as well. <laughs> I would, but I guess they're all criminals. So <laughs> I would say, you know, just let let him die he didn't want to be a clone and you've started making amends with each other and I, and hero is really uh central to that effort as well um getting getting wolfgang to at least not throw maria right back in in the brig as soon as he's as soon as he's his new clone is conscious he he's still angry at her but he appreciates the fact that she uploaded his memory as it was she could have edited out everything that they had learned about her but she didn't and so he, right she could have made him forgive her like she like she did with sally's husband but she right. didn't she let him have his feelings of of anger and frustration but i think it's it's interesting sally tried to give them hope and then rip it away and 
really, I kind of felt at the end that they were even more hope, hopeful. And they've unloaded all their emotional baggage. So now they can truly work together. So I I felt like it was a very hopeful ending, much more hopeful than the beginning was. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've already recommended this book to to my boyfriend, who really enjoyed the Project Hail Mary. And so I thought this was enough like it. <laughs> that i i thought it would it's just a really good adventure that i wanted to share already <laughs> yeah it's it, i mean it's really a whodunit in, in space and you think there are lots of red herrings but really it's kind of it really is kind of like that clue scenario where everybody had a hand in the unraveling so to speak you know yeah, like it's like the orient express but in space <laughs> Right, right. But I felt it was it was really well done. I looked on Goodreads and I saw this book only has three and a half stars. And I'm like, what? Who, who is rating this? This this is at least a four. Gotta I, go in there and change that. Yeah. <laughs> when it was nominated too, wasn't it nominated for a Nebula and a Hugo? Yeah, it, I mean, I I found it to be a, a very well done. Who right. done it in space with lots of twists and turns, and and when it comes together, it comes comes together in a fairly satisfying way. The only complaint is, I I would say, like, why bring Paul back? Yeah, Alyssa feels like Paul's justice was messed up, but like Hero says, they they were all just pawns. They were all yeah for the longest pawns. time. They were just pawns. You know, I don't think we even mentioned that when they became when they woke up at the beginning their bodies had a their the clones that were dead had aged what about 30 years so they lived together for about 30 years without anybody well there was that one incident with paul that <laughs> paul was just always a troublemaker <laughs> well gunter gunter or i guess wolfgang knocked him upside the head in the first year and he forgot who the heck he was yeah which is probably why they were a able to get along for 25 years yeah without him dissenting yeah <laughs> but who knows like maybe in those 25 years they did reveal their past that's a long time to go without talking about your origins when you're mm -hmm. in space and you're isolated from other human beings i would think at some point people would open up to each other and start talking about their past mm -hmm. and right. maybe there was a forgiveness cycle that happened during those 25 years that got erased and had to happen again right right or who knows, you know, they were, they were getting along and everything was peachy king. And then somebody left a butter knife with peanut butter on it in the sink. And why don't you ever clean your knives? A, a, a hardened oatmeal bowl. <laughs> right, right. You're supposed to rinse it out and then turn it upside down. Anyway. <laughs> then full psychotic break from everybody who has the Yadakari in the ship. Because I would say Gunter, I mean, Wolfgang kind of has a Yatakari too, doesn't he? Like, he's going under the name Wolfgang, but he's really Gunter Orman. He doesn't have a Yatakari. He just has had his mind map hacked so that he doesn't have the same... He, he It, like, basically hacks away his religious beliefs so that he no longer believes that clones are soulless, even though he 
still kind of mentally believes that clones are souls because he believes that he doesn't have a soul which is why he feels justified going around hunting everybody that hurt him and want and believes in cloning she took away his faith his faith yeah that's what she that's what she eliminated from his mind map i mean he thinks she did but he still believes clearly he doesn't have the same drive of faith that he did before because she needed to figure out how to eliminate what would keep him coming back because even though they kept recloning him and recloning him and torturing him he still had faith so that's what she came back down to and was able to find and eliminate from his mind map yeah so i still say like they all they all kind of have more than one personality well i think that's kind of just like how people live they like like your personality at work is going to be different from your personality that you have with your friends they're just um not you're not a different person you just present yourself differently so that you don't get fired in one place (laughs) but are still easygoing and relaxed with in the other place (laughs) humans are multifaceted yes (laughs) so i think we've we've covered it right do you, do you have any final thoughts? This was a good one. <laughs> yeah, go read this book. Definitely. Awesome. I even think I might want to try to read it again just so I can be like, wait, I know I missed things. Let me go back and find. It was it wasn't uh, it was a denser read than others that we've read. I was mentioning this before, but it was not a hard or boring read at all. It was nothing to slog through at all. It was mind consuming because I you wanted to take your time and go through it to make sure that you didn't miss anything because there was so much to to dive into with this book right um a lot a lot to unpack for sure join us next month for the discussion of color of magic by terry pratchett which should be a welcome reprieve from all this murder (laughs) space murder and um Thanks for listening and bye. Thanks everyone. Escape the Escape